Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50% to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hello, everyone. My name is Rebecca Kelly, and you're listening to the Everywhere We Go podcast. On this week's episode, I sit down with Deborah. Deborah is an entrepreneur, a powerhouse in her own right, but don't mistake her for being a boss bitch. Deborah is the youngest of the Wheeler sisters, three women who run beauty salons across Dublin. When I asked you for your feedback on who to sit down with, Deborah's name popped up on several occasions, and two minutes into sitting down with her, I can understand why. She radiates glamour and positivity. She is softly spoken and a joy to listen to. She is very open and honest with her struggles with anxieties and the crippling fear of panic attacks. But more importantly, how she sought help to overcome these. Her drive, resilience and ability to overcome determine her success. A success she puts down to two women, her sisters, Karen and Elaine. Two women that no matter what, always have her back. We chat through the ups and downs of being a business owner, especially during COVID. We chat about her husband, Wayne, and her face lights up as she tells me all about her wedding in Italy. We chat through her favorite products and how she would love to get her hands on JLo's face. As I said, she truly is a joy to listen to. And to steal her phrase, someone who puts that little bit of sunshine in your life. Everywhere we go, people want to know who we are and where we come from. So who are you and where do you come from? My name is Deborah, and I'm from Santry. Hi, Deborah. Hi. <laughs> so, um, Deborah, I asked you to come on because actually so many people asked me to mm. sit down with you. Obviously through your business, but also through your positivity on your Instagram page. Mm. Um, but before we talk about that, let's just bring it back to where you're from and your family life. So how many in the family? Okay, so there is, I have two brothers, two sisters and my mum and dad. So seven. What was that like? Um, God, like my family's a bit mad. Right. Um, like there's, there's seven of us. Um, I'm the youngest and I've my two older sisters and two older brothers, but say we, we kind of, my mom and dad had us in blocks. Okay. Now I was a massive surprise. I'd like <laughs> to call it. My mom had me when she was 40. Now I know having a kid at 40 now isn't a big deal, but 30 years ago it was like, Jesus, she's very old having a baby. Um, my poor mom, I don't think was able to cope especially with me as a teenager. But thank God I had older brothers and sisters for that reason. But yeah, no, growing up, 
I can't lie. I was so spoiled by my older brothers and sisters. Like I was, I was the baby, like, you know, and because there's eight years between me and my next sister, and then there's 18 years between me and my other sister. Wow. And then there's 20, I think 17 between me and say the closest brother, and then 20 years between me. So there's a big age gap, but I do think that has like benefited me. Right. In, in a lot of ways um, because I'd have kind of different outlooks. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when I do, I get, I've always been pulled up on things. Anything I've ever done that's been kind of out of school or whatever, right. I'd get a phone call, okay. you know. <laughs> Who would be the first person to give you that phone call? Oh, my old, older sister, Elaine. She'd be like, Deborah, what are you doing? Do you know? <laughs> um, definitely her, yeah. And so what was the dynamics like with the different relationships? Four of us would have grown up in the house mm-hmm. together and then say Robert and Elaine moved out. Then it was just me and Karen in the house and then it was just me and my mum and dad. But yeah, no, grown up and even now in my mum's house, it's mental. We're a very, very close family. Loads mm-hmm. of nieces and nephews were always together. Obviously me and my two sisters, we run a business together and um, a couple of businesses and that's a bit mental. Like, you know, you're coming in to then that kind of spills into family life then. So then say, you know, you come up to my mom's on a Sunday for dinner and we're all there. And then say you have a glass of wine or two and then you start mm-hmm. saying you did that during the week and da, 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 mm-hmm. you know, but it has its good points and its bad points, mainly good. But sometimes you kind of wish that you didn't have to talk about work when you were in your mom's, but it's just part and parcel of it, really. So tell me about that. We'll jump onto that then. What is the business, first of all? Tell okay, us. so we have, we run beauty salons. Okay. So we have, um, there's Beauty Lane and Sanctuary. That's um, the first one. Karen and Elaine would have started that together on their own. Okay. They were originally in a smaller premises. They moved up to a bigger premises and then the brow boutique opened. And that's when I kind of got into it. I would never have wanted to work with my sisters mm-hmm. when I was younger, but then I start working for them. Okay. And then I kind of really got, really got, involved in the business, really had an interest in it, kind of had an interest in, in watching things grow. That's, that's my thing. I love, I love like when you start something off and you put loads of work in and you, you watch it go from A to B to C to D, like that sort of thing. That's what interests me in business. But then we opened, um, so then Jervis with the Brow Boutique, um, Swords, Liffey Valley, and then most recently would have been the skin boutique in Concealy. So that's a skin clinic. Okay. Um, so that's all the businesses. And I know it sounds like a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it feels like a lot. But to be honest with you, like, as I said, there is like downsides with working with family. I always know, no matter what, I work alongside two people that always have my back and I have theirs. And I think that's, that's really lovely, you know, mm-hmm. and we like, we fight obviously like normal sisters do. But I think that, you know, because we're sisters, like, it's always like, oh, well, you didn't do this and you didn't do that. And you didn't, I do more than you. I do like, we've kind of simmered down in the last couple right. of years and we all realize and recognize each other that, yeah, we all work really hard and we all play our own bit and we'd be lost without each other. Mm-hmm. You know, that's kind of nice. <laughs> so as you said, that you, so you, you came into the business, first of all, working for your sisters. Mm. So what did you want to be when you grew up? Like, I was really into dancing when I was younger. I would have loved to kind of get involved in dancing or actually makeup artist I had on a sheet wrote down. Yeah. That's something that I always had an interest in. But I actually, when I left school, um, I done my leaving and then I got into hairdressing then. Because when I done my leaving, I was only 17. Okay. And I wasn't into going to college. I just wasn't at the time. I just, I just felt like that if I went to college... I was a bit mad when I was younger. I was a bit right. wild. Okay. Even at that age, 
I knew that if I went to college, I was going to be super wild. I needed a job and I needed to kind of have some stability. Now, that's not to say that I wasn't still wild because Mm -hmm. God, especially when I used to work in Tony and Guy in town, when we were juniors, uh, we used to just go out drinking after work all the time and we had the best time. But yeah, just that's not something that I could do if I was in college. I would have just, I would have just ended up not going to class and just staying out all the time. (laughs) And then at what point did did your sister's Asked you to come involved or did they see? I start, okay, so they started up in a small kiosk in with the Brow Boutique. It was started in a small kiosk in Jervis and it used to be me and two other girls. We just like, we basically like more or less ran the Brow Boutique. But I kind of got involved in different sides of it. And then when they were opening up Swords, they said, listen, like, you know, do you want to get involved with the business? You know, you, you, we've seen you kind of basically mature a good bit. Okay. Um, you know, you take on X, Y, Z. And I was like, yeah, I don't know. And then it's obviously a big commitment because even though you're with your sisters, I still had to do the same as anyone else does when they're starting out a business. I had to go to the bank, get a mm-hmm. business loan. And that's a big commitment when you're only like, was it 22, 23? Wow. Maybe, yeah, about 22, 23. That's a big deal. Like mm. at the start when I got involved, I just, I didn't tell anyone about yeah. it because yeah. I was just nearly like, was like, oh God, the, people are just going to think that, you know, I, I work with my sisters and I just got handed something and I, I don't want it to be that way because I know it's not. So did you feel you had to prove yourself to people? Oh yeah, definitely. Mm. And to be honest with you, I've only stopped that feeling probably in the last two years. Really? Yeah. Like probably in the last two years, like confidence and stuff wise, like now I'm able to say, right. This is what I do. I know what I do. I know what I'm good at. I know what person I am. Whereas beforehand, like, no, God, no, no. And then obviously when I was doing that, I was involved with kind of blogging end of things as well. Mm -hmm. And I was, I was kind of at a crossroads then and I was like, right. Okay. I I don't have the time to do both of these. So Mm -hmm. I obviously went the business route and thank God that worked out really well. Yeah. You know, (laughs) thank God. (laughs) And friends wise, like, did you lose friends through the business? Not, do you know what? I'm the sort of person that, and I still, to this day, I still have the same best friend that I had when I was in say secondary school. Okay. I still talk to the same people that I have done for years and years. I keep my circle very, very tight. And that's another thing going back to my family. We're very we're nearly like a little tribe. We're very clannish. We only stick to certain people. I've never been in big groups. I don't like big groups. I just, I like to keep my circle small and being around people that you can trust. I don't, I'm not into, you know, you know, ringing up people and texting people, you know, drama, all that sort of, I don't have time for it. I don't care what anyone else is doing. I don't, you know, so just, I know with my core group of friends that, you know, I could say anything Mm -hmm. and do anything and they have my back and I have theirs. And that's the way it's always going to be no matter what, you know? And even though life's change and schedules change and kids, all the rest, you still know that you mightn't talk to them every day, mm-hmm. but you still know they're there. And they're the sort of people that I love having in my life. Who do you think is your biggest champion? I'd, I'd say definitely my sisters. Yeah, I'd definitely say my sisters. And same same with me with them, do you know? Like, you know, don't get me wrong, as I keep going back to, it's not all, it's not always all rosy, but I always know when I'm lying in bed at night and no matter what's going on during the day with the business and because a lot of scary stuff happens throughout, you know, the last couple of years, you just know you can kind of rest easy. I know that I'm alongside people that they love me and they care about me and they want the best for me. And that's the same me with them. 
So take me back to your 22 year old self mm-hmm. who is applying for a bank loan. How do you plan for that? Oh, like, to be honest with you, I'm not a planner. I'm a fluker. Right. I, I fluke. I fluke mm-hmm. my way through things. And um, I kind of just go for things. I don't really overthink things too much. It's like even, you know, people say with budgets, I don't make budgets and it's not because like I don't need it. I need mm. to make budgets, but I kind of just fluke it and go, well, I know what I can't have and I know what I can have. And I think that's the same with business. Like you don't, like obviously you have to plan to a certain extent, mm-hmm. but 22 year old self was just mad. <laughs> There's no other way to describe it. I think again, if I hadn't been involved hadn't had so much responsibility mm-hmm. so young mm-hmm. I probably would have been a bit madder like really? oh yeah I probably would have been a bit went a bit mad like come here listen god I'm painting an awful picture of yourself <laughs> <laughs> but no I think I've I've always even as a child I always knew that I wanted to do something but I didn't I wasn't very you know oh, I want to do this and I'm going to pick that and that's my thing to do I knew I wanted to do something big though mm-hmm. still now I'm yeah. I'm not finished with what I'm doing I want to keep growing and growing and whatever I can I'm like I thrive under pressure now right. you'll see me crying in the corner when I'm stressed out my head mm-hmm. but I thrive on I love being under pressure I love having to get something ready for something and you know like say even in work we're doing launches um like even say coming up to obviously COVID this year mm-hmm. that's such a thing but you kind of take it in your stride and you go, right, what can I do with this? And it's a challenge. Um, I love challenges. Really? <laughs> yeah. They keep my mind busy. I have a very, very busy, busy mind. And that's what I think, especially with this year with COVID, when everything slowed down, especially the first time around, I really struggled. I, I'm always busy. I'm always busy, 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 busy. Keep my mind really active. I'm always kind of saying, right, what else can I fit in my day? And that's not good. Mm. That's another thing I learned about myself this year because you don't always have to be busy. Mm. Um, especially for your your mind, you yeah. know. What was it like for you then in that moment? We'll have to keep going with the business then. Mm. And you brought up COVID. So what was it like for you shutting those doors? Like you and your sister, did you just, did you just have the conversation? Was Did one react different to the other? How, how was that? It was just, I, I've, I was in denial. I was in total denial. I was like, COVID, like it's not going to come over here. It's not going to affect us. You know, everyone's been a bit dramatic on the news. Like, and then I was like, what? closing down two weeks I was convinced two weeks so at the time I was like right two weeks we can do this then the two weeks turns into a month and the month goes into two months and the two months goes into three months like god I remember my mom on the phone I remember ringing her one day and I just broke down and she was like Deborah, it's okay she said it's gonna be okay and I was like just ma'am I was like why I was more upset on myself I was like why have I put so much of like time, effort, energy into something for it just to go gone. And not for, you know, businesses obviously closed down and that just happens, but for no fault of anyone's just gone. Like all that, you know, you do make sacrifices. Like when you have a business, you you sacrifice, like even sometimes the business comes first before anything else, before yourself a lot of the time, because you have to make those sacrifices. So then you turn around to yourself and you kind of, was nearly kind of like I lost my purpose and I know that's a bit deep but yeah. you know it's like I lost my purpose it's like you're there and you're like you're 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 working towards these things throughout the year you're trying to keep books busy you're trying to keep clients happy you're trying to keep um, employees happy you're trying to just make this machine just keep smoothly turning every day day in day out and then all of a sudden you're like 
sitting in my kitchen going, what will I have for lunch? What will I have for dinner? What will I do? Do you know? And I was just like, what is life? I just, it was just mental. With COVID and businesses, that's a, a massive thing this year. And I find, especially I'm not getting into government too much, but with the Irish government, they kind of, you know, if you're looking at articles and you're you're looking at reading stuff, it's kind of, they, they let on that they're they're helping a lot, whereas they're not. So, the, and then landlords as well. I know there's some landlords that want, that stop their rent and stuff like that. A lot of them didn't. Mm. And I just, anyway, even before COVID, I just think hats off to anyone who has a business because it's, it's so hard. It, it is really hard. But then this year, especially you're kind of just like, but you have to just, you have to stay positive because if you don't stay positive, you'll stop. And why stop? You can't stop. You know, if you, if you stop, you fall and you know, you just have to keep going saying, right, we'll get through this, you know? And then this time around, I'm like, Do you know, we done it for whatever, three or four months. Like we've actually, I added it up. We've been off, I think five, five or six months out of this year. We've missed out on kind of really busy periods. Um, I know we're going into Christmas now, but it's not, it's not the same, you know, and it is a worry, but you can't spend your money. I sound like my mom now. You can't spend your life worrying, Deborah. That's yeah, what you yeah. should say. You can't spend your life worrying. She's so calm about yeah. everything. And I'm like, mom, you can. Like the world is end. And she's like, Deborah, it all works out in the end. And she's right. Because a couple of months ago, I would have said like, that's it, done, gone. And we came back again. So, you know, we're opening up again in a little while and yeah, we'll be fine. We'll be fine. How do you feel when you see other people closing? It makes me sad and it doesn't make me sad because like I know that's a very hard decision to walk away from something that you're after building. You know, a business is like, I don't have kids, but I don't like, it's, it's like my, they're like my children. Mm. Do you know, you think about them all the time. You have to nourish them all the time. You have to keep them alive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's just, it, it's just not a nice space to be in. But I do think that, you know, when you own a business and if you're in the right space of mind, you can adapt and overcome and go into something else. You know, I know like even I've had a couple of ideas this year that I'm like, hmm, mm. you know, mm. trying to branch out. And like, even you've seen yourself, you know, even with restaurants, yeah. with the restaurant kits and all different types, even pubs doing their takeaway stuff. And, you know, there's a lot of people that have just, I think with a right positive attitude, you can just, you'll do it. You'll, yeah. you'll do something, something good. If you keep trying and trying and trying, something good will eventually happen. You're very resilient. <laughs> I try to be. Yeah. You can't knock me down. <laughs> Again, where do you think you got that from? Like, as I said, even as a kid, I knew I was always a bit different. Um, but In what way? Just a bit, I was a bit weird, like. <laughs> <laughs> I was a bit weird. Like I've always, I've always felt a support system. Mm. Um, but I, I, I've learned a lot from, I suppose, my family. But in general, the bite that I have in me, I definitely think would come from my mom, my mom's side and my nanny there. Now my nanny's gone now, but she lived till she was 93. And God, that woman, there was no stopping her. No stopping her. She'd always, you'd go over to my nanny and my mum would say this and you'd say, oh God, such a body said something. Yeah. Don't be minding them. Don't be minding them. They, who do they think they are and all? You know, they'd always say, you know, don't mind people. What do you, like if you're being paranoid about something, sure, what, what are you talking about? No one's looking at you and all. You know, you were just kind of very loving, big hearted family, mm. but also tough. Like, you know, get up and get on with it and it just keeps you grounded. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. How do you stay so positive? because I have to, it's a survival thing. Um, for me, I just like, I've gone through periods of my life with, wouldn't not depression, but extreme anxiety. 
like to the point where you're driving in the car and you're say on the M50 and you have to pull over because you're just shaking and you might start bursting out. You, you, you went through, through periods of just burst out crying because you're having a panic attack and you're getting these sweats and you're, you know, you're getting palpitations and because your mind is just in overdrive. So for me, I've done a lot of work on myself over the last couple of years. Um, Where did that anxiety come from? Do, do you know what? When I went to counselling and I think everyone should talk about things and, you know, go to counselling if they need it. I actually realized that I was a very anxious child. Really? Like I would walk, say the long way around somewhere just not to pass someone or something, mm. do you know? Mm. And I used to like get myself all worked up about weird things. You know, the way kids would just get on and do it. Mm. No, public speaking. If I had to get up in class and do something the next day, whereas I'm the total opposite now, I'll yeah. get up and I'll say something. I still am shy. Mm. I'd still class myself as shy, but I just, yeah, I've, I've always been anxious and I only, it, the penny only dropped when I went and, and mm. went to counseling. And I was like, Jesus, I used to worry about all those things when I was younger. So I suppose it was always in me. And then, you know, through your teenage years, you're always like, oh God, you're, you're paranoid about, mm. you know, you always want to like not even fit in, but you, you're just, you know, teenagers and, you yeah. know, you do, you get that kind of, like, um, am I normal? Is this okay? Is that okay? You know, they like me. Do yeah. Like, story, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then kind of into my early twenties, then I think I just, you know, I was just a bit mad. I was just, I just loved going out with friends. I just loved going out with friends and that was my little thing. Then I remember, God, I remember one year I was away and I had a pa- my first panic attack and it was really bad. And I was like, I actually thought like, I was like, right, I'm going to die that's it that's me gone and then I explain a panic attack because some people mm. don't get it okay so basically what happens is for me when I had panic attacks so you get these palpitations with your heart so your heart starts going ba-dum, 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 ba-dum. But you're very conscious of it because it's like you can nearly feel your heart beating out your chest and then this triggers off into your brain and your brain is like you're gonna die you're gonna die you're gonna die then your palms start sweating and then you're, you're, you can't control your breathing. So you're like, <gasps> like that. And you're, you're kind of going like, am I going to choke? And then you're like, okay, now I can do, if I even feel anything coming on, I know what to do. Whereas back then I would have been like, right, you're going to die. And then it eventually passes. You know, it does eventually pass. Like as well, like if you're, if you're, say if I'm on a plane, mm. I'd like to have a drink. Okay. beforehand because mm. I know that calms me down right but I also know that I can't rely on drink mm. with anxiety either mm. because it's a double-ended sword because you have a drink you feel better the next day you feel worse mm. so you're like right where am I going with this one so that's when you kind of have to say right this is normal mm-hmm. this is just an emotion this isn't me mm-hmm. this is just something I feel it's just a feeling that's all anxiety is there's a lot of things out there about you know anxiety and depression not a lot of people really understand it, but it's not you. It's just a period of time that you feel that thing. That's really interesting because a lot of people don't get it. They yeah. don't get anxiety. They mm. don't get depression. They don't, because um, I think we, I spoke about it with um, Beverly mm. um, Coughlin and the five, five Lamps um, and she said it like people just didn't understand no, it or no. didn't get it. People think you're mad mm. because they, you can't see it. You yeah. know, even with my husband, I used to be in the car with him and he'd be like, 
what's wrong with you? Why are you screaming at me? I'm like, you don't understand. And I, but I'd be in the full blown. I haven't done that. I'd pull in. Whereas now if like, I'd say it happened once, it happened twice. Then you go, do you see you? Okay. It's okay. Just breathe, you know, and then everything will be okay again. But because you can't see it, it's not like, you know, a cut on your hand. It's in your mind. So the only person that's experiencing that is you. And everyone, then you get paranoid when you're having a panic attack, looking around you going, these people think I'm mad. But really, you're not doing anything. This is all just going on in your body. It's, it's crazy. And for people to look at you, like, obviously you're a very good looking girl, you know, lovely business, you know, lovely life. Mm. Wayne, who I know mm. a very long time. Yeah. Um, I used to babysit Wayne, but we didn't know <laughs> that when we sat down together. For people to look at you and be like, how would she be depressed? Why yeah. would she be depressed? Mm. But that's the thing. And and even in the last, as I said, in the last two years, I've really come into myself, I think anyway, because I've done, you know, counselling and I've done CBT therapy. I've done assertiveness courses. I've worked on confidence, all that sort of stuff. Um, and I, I'm not finished yet. I think, I do think as a person, you should always, you know, work on yourself because no one else, like you're responsible for your happiness. No one. And it doesn't matter if you're you know, in a relationship with someone, not in a relationship. If you have kids, don't have kids. If you're on top of the world or the bottom, it doesn't matter. You are responsible for your own happiness. And you you can't, nobody can see your happiness. I just think happiness as well. It's like a perception. Like you can pick, like say I could pick a bar of chocolate up and go, oh my God, that's absolutely disgusting. Yeah. That's true because Mm -hmm. I said it's disgusting. So in my head, I think that's disgusting. Whereas if I pick that up and go, oh my God, that's gorgeous. Mm -hmm. I think it's gorgeous. And I think that's a big thing with especially women. I know both women and men, but especially women um, that think that they're not good enough or they're, mm. they don't look the way they're supposed to, or they're looking at Instagram and they're like, why don't I look like that? Whereas it's just, it, it's true what they say. Beauty is in the eye of the beholder because it's what you see and what you're saying to yourself is your truth. If you say to yourself every morning, just I'm fat and ugly. Yeah. Yeah, you are in your own head, but you're not to everyone else. Whereas if you look in the mirror and go, I'm doing all right. You know, you're doing all right then. And that's just your truth. So how long did it take you to get there? (laughs) Like I've always had an interest in like the mind. Mm -hmm. Um, I done a diploma in psychology and social science when I was possibly 20 or 21. Mm -hmm. And then I did something in addiction studies. I've always been fascinated about why people do what they do and how people think what they think. But then as the years went on, the tables turned and I went mad. (laughs) I done all this in college. And then I was like, okay, why am I being so anxious? And why am I kind of losing it a little bit? You know, I kind of got to the point where I knew, I remember actually being at home one night and I actually knew I was like, Deborah, I was just obviously talking to myself. (laughs) Um, Deborah, you, you can't keep this up. Like you can't, like nobody else would know. Like I'd go to work, I'd be, you know, you put your face on, you know, you're meeting loads of people in a day. I'm always real happy, chatty, you know, because like it's, it's like you, you give, you want to, when someone's coming into you, you want to give them the best version of you, but you're not leaving any for yourself then. So you're going home and you're kind of on an anti-climax then. And then you kind of start thinking, you'd worry about things in the background, like, you know, the other side of the business, the the hard side mm-hmm. of the business. Um, or you think about, you know, just silly things and you'd just maybe have a panic attack before you couldn't sleep. You'd be tossing and turning. And I was like, I knew I was just running myself into the ground. I wasn't giving myself any time. And I was like, right, Deborah, you need to, you need to do something. So that's when I, I went to counselling and I done that, that time in particular, I done CBT therapy. 
um, which is explain that. So it's cognitive behavioral therapy. So it's a type of therapy and it's not real. Like, you know, with counseling, you sit down and you're talking and you know, it's like, how do you feel? And you have a bit of that with it, but you also are given exercises to do about retraining your train of thought. That's quite hard. Because obviously you're, you're, you're from a young age, you think a certain way, you grow up around these certain ideas. Oh my God, I learned so much about myself, my parents, the way I was brought up, everyone around me, all that sort of thing. Because like, it's like with a kid, like you're like, no, that's, that's not right. Don't do that for certain things. But that's when you're only told what you're told by the pair, by your parents, you know? So you don't actually know, you know? So I was always like, when we grew up, my dad worked nights. So we'd always have to be so quiet in the house, like so quiet. And if a door slammed or anything, like even to this day, if a door slams, I do this, I jump, I'm going, why do they, like loud, like I'm just like, why are they so loud? I just like, you know, that that kind of that jumpiness, you're like, like, don't wake your dad up, don't wake your dad up. But when you're doing the CBT therapy, like I'd recommend it for anyone. Really? It's so good. It's just so good. You, You learn about panic, like panic attacks. You learn about why you have them, what your body does, your fright and flight mode, that you get really into it, but it's kind of, you understand it. And I think when you understand something, it's so much better. So did you realize through the CBT therapy that you had to be like so quiet? Like, did Mm. you realize that affected you so much? Oh yeah. And like, I'm not being like, oh my mom, dad, you know, (laughs) but there's certain things like I, another thing that I learned as well, that we grew up with rules. Like there was, there was loads of rules. Like you don't do this. You don't do that. You don't wear this. You don't wear that. You don't speak like this. You don't do that. You don't make that sound. And when you're going to counseling, you're like, Jesus, you're like, God, it's mad. And I think as well, that goes back to while I was such a mad teenager. I always had to be in at a certain time. Whereas it got to a certain age. It's like, I'm not going home. You're a belt. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was like, I'm not going home. And my mum was like, what am I going to do with her? Do you know? Um, It's mad when you go to counseling and stuff like that. You just realise that every little part of your life is all connected. It shapes you in different ways. And, you know, you can, you can pick to go down the left or right road, you know, and all these little roads are connected. It's just mental. That's why I'm so interested in, Mm. in the mind and life and everything else, because it's just, it's just mad. (laughs) It's just so interesting though. And why, why are we all so different? And why do people do certain things? And, but it all goes back to like, could go back to something really small and irrelevant that happened as a child or a teenager or, you know, or for me being positive, I have to be positive because I know that's, there's a big dark hole there that I don't want to go down. I've been down that hole. I don't want to lie awake at night. I don't want to have panic attacks. So if I'm not positive, I'm like, even if someone's been negative around me, I kind of just stay away from them. I'm really? kind of just walk away because you don't mess with my energy. I have to stay in this positive field. Now, come here. You can't be positive all the time. Like, you know, I have like, we kind of say I've, I lost my auntie a couple of years ago. That was really horrific. You know, there's nothing positive about that. There's stuff that happens with business. That's really bad. There's nothing positive about that. But it's not about saying, you know, you cry, cry, be upset, be angry, be all those things, but just make sure that, you know, you, you do look for the light. You have to see something good in a situation. And some days I wake up and you can't see the good in the day, but I accept it and say, do you know, what? I'm having a really bad day today. So I'm going to just do nothing or I'm going to do bare minimum. And I know when I wake up in the morning, I'm going to do X, Y, Z instead of 
I used to say, have a bad day and worry and spend the whole day worrying, get nothing done and get nothing done the next day. And then say on the third day, be so overwhelmed with all the stuff that I had to do that I'd go back in a hole again. So now I'm like, right, you're allowed to have your day. If you mm-hmm. want to, if you want to do whatever you want to do, lock yourself in a room, have a cry, whatever. Just the next day you write a list that night. So it's off your head and it's on the paper and you get the list done. And then the next day, cause you have to. Yeah. <laughs> It's mad. It is. <laughs> because as you said, you could just let that snowball mm. into an absolutely. And I have. Yeah. And I have done. And it's it's not a nice place to be. But that's just, but it's mad because that's just in your head. No one else around me would see it. Do you know, it's, it's like you're, it's like a dirty little secret that you have. You know, your yeah. mental health is like a dirty little secret. That's why I, I, t- I am so open about it. And I encourage people to talk about it because I don't think people realize we are all the same. As much as people think, oh, well, this person is, you know, there and this person has that and they're doing this, blah, blah, blah. No, we are all the same. It doesn't matter who you are, what you're doing, where you are. We all hurt. We all cry. We are all happy. We're all sad. We all have these moments and that's life. And we all live it. And we just, different things happen in different moments. And that's just it. Like, you know, obviously, you know, certain people will do certain things, but some people just mightn't, mightn't have set a goal. That's why I'm always like, set your goals. Because if you don't set a goal, you're literally walking around and hitting your head off the walls. Because what's the point in life then? Because we all know time goes really, really quickly. Mm -hmm. So why not say, right, well, I want to achieve this. And it can be something so small or something big. It's just once you're doing something for you, it's just really important. I'm happy. You know, I try and be happy. I just, but I wouldn't, you know, come here, people see what they want to see. It doesn't matter what I do. And that's another realization that I came to too. It doesn't come here. I could do backflips around someone. They don't like me. I don't care. Mm-hmm. <laughs> do you know, you can't care. You can't mm-hmm. care about other people. Like you can kind of say, oh, well, Jesus, like, oh God, that looks like I used to think, oh no, God, you can't let people know this. And da, da. I don't care. Like I know I work hard for what I do. And I, there's loads of ups, but then there's loads of downs as well. Mm-hmm. People don't see the downs. They only want to see the ups. It's like when someone gets a new car, say. Mm. People are going, oh, see him going around in that new car. Like, he got a loan to get that car. <laughs> so people don't think of the loan. They're mm. just looking at the shiny car. Mm. Do you know, it's there's always two sides of the coin. And come here, if those sort of people, you just don't focus on them because those people aren't your people. So yeah. why would you care about them? Do you know? And regardless of whether it's your ex-friend or ex or cousin, sister, brother, mother, whatever. Mm. They're not your people. Doesn't matter if you're related or they're close or whatever. Don't let them know anything. Keep yourself to yourself and just keep going. Look after you because it doesn't matter in this life. You are responsible for you and your little bubble and your family and your happiness. And that's it. No, nothing else matters. Like, you know, obviously you're friends with people and you help them out and they're part of your bubble and you look after them. But like, I'm, I'm trying to say be selfish, but don't be like mm-hmm. selfish. <laughs> and then tell me about, oh, um, so we're going to go into another lockdown mm. soon. And mm. that's why we had to get this done. Yeah. Um, so what is that going to look like? And then how, cause it'll be nearly Christmas then. So how are you going to prepare for that? Because usually you're like so busy. Next lockdown, it's going to be, I think easier. Um, I think it's going to be easier because you kind of know they're not going to close things down for January or for December even. You kind of know you're going back, do you know? And like November's a, a really horrible month anyway. Like it's not a nice month. You're usually black backlogged in November because you're t- kind of thinking of like September, October, you're getting ready for your Christmas. 
November you're getting ready for January so you're kind of going you're in a horrible month and you're thinking of another horrible month so you're like Ugh. Yeah. so this time around no I just think there's more time to get stuff done there's a couple of things that I have on my list that I was wanted to do last lockdown and I wasn't in the mental headspace to do it this time I'm going to get it done because I obviously have other plans to do and just putting them in action and getting your little ducks in a row. So in 2021, you can kind of say, right, I'm doing this and I'm doing this and I'm doing this um, because you have to keep going. <laughs> okay. I'm moving on then. Tell me about, you've just mentioned a couple of times your friend. So your best friend, tell me about your best friend. She's brilliant. Is she? <laughs> um, she has been, oh my God, she's, God, she's been with me like for a long time now. And we're just, we're like sisters. She's like, she's not even like a friend. She's like another sister to me. And it doesn't matter where you are. You can just ring her up and just say anything to her. And, you know, someone that just makes your soul feel good. Mm-hmm. That's it. It's like, it's like therapy, you know, but it's fun therapy mm. because, you know, you, you ring her up and, or you go out somewhere and you have great crack and, you know, it's just someone who puts a bit of, I don't know, sunshine in your life. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cause I think you have to have your girls. You have to have your girls. And what would the girls say? you what type of friend you are I would like to say loyal and thoughtful yeah I'd say I am a good friend I think this year 2020 was the only year that we didn't have a girls trip every every single year since I'm 17 we've gone away every single year um we've been all over the world and we've gotten up to all sorts (laughs) we won't say anymore yeah no I don't think selling a little or a lot Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. 
Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. That's suitable. <laughs> <laughs> and then tell me about Wayne. Wayne. <laughs> Your husband. Yes. Um, Where did you meet? Well, oh God, like long story with that one. But basically I was out on a night out and I thought I was talking to him that night, but I wasn't at all. And the next day, (laughs) he's going to kill me for saying this. (laughs) The next day I had a message on Facebook, which I thought was the guy that I was talking to the night before. Right. But it wasn't at all. It was Wayne just talking to me, you know. And we ended up talking and then I said something like, God, I'm really sorry about last night. I was really drunk. I was probably racking your head or whatever I said. I was like, I am, I wasn't talking to you last night. And I was like, oh, but in the meantime, when we were chatting, we were getting on really well. So this is just on Facebook. And um, then he was like, I, or he asked me for my number. And then we started texting and went out. Now at the time, I remember actually, I think it was the day that he texted me. I was actually out on a date with another guy. <laughs> I remember my phone was, I was like, shit doesn't see my phone. Didn't like the guy anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, God, it just, yeah. And it just went from there and yeah, now we're married. And then hopefully now next year we'll kind of start planning a family and, you know, going down that route. But are people already at you? Oh God. Yeah. yeah. And then see, I think nowadays people are more aware yeah. of things and they know that not everyone wants kids. Mm-hmm. Not everyone can have kids. Do you know, it's not in everyone's plan. So they're kind of, but you kind of know, like people are like, so, mm. and then you're like, I'm very open. I'm like, no, no, we're going to, we're going to start trying very soon. Um, and come here. I don't know. Is that going to work out? How long is it going to take? You know, you just don't know, but I'm always very open with people. I don't mind talking about that, mm. you know, because I think that talk about the bad things and the good things, you know, mm. don't just be like one-sided. I'm not, wouldn't be a very secretive person. Like I wouldn't go around blabbing my business, but if someone yeah. asked me something, I'll give them an honest answer. You got married in Italy, didn't you? Yeah, we got married in Rome. Did you always want to do that? Do you know what? We I actually always wanted to get married on a cliff. Really? By the sea. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then when I was looking at places and then looking at our budget, I was kind of like, hmm, cliffs and sea isn't in that. <laughs> so we kind of went little. Now we used to come here. The place was absolutely gorgeous. We got married in, we got married in a place called Borgo, um, just outside Rome. And it's like this big, like old house on this land. Gorgeous. And it's so nice. And it was lovely. We got married at the start of October mm-hmm. and it was just the right temperature. It was sunny. It wasn't, you know, because I was, I was like, oh my God, am I going to be sweating in my wedding dress? Yeah. Sounds bad. Like, you know, mm. it was perfect. It was lovely. We done, done three days. So we done the first day we done like a barbecue. Right. Um. Now, God, I was like, right, I'm going to be in bed. <laughs> 11 o'clock the day before the wedding no that didn't happen um, Prosecco got a hold of me but I had a great time right. and the next morning I woke up and I was a bit kind of oh I was mm. like oh, I shouldn't feel like this being a bride so my friends were around me they just gave me a Nurofen I put a face mask on Hilarious. and it was grand mm. and then the next day then we had another big party 
And it was just, it was the best three days of my life. Really? It was just, but it was just one, it just kind of, it was just us as a couple. Yeah. It was it just, it was just one big party because the two of us love going out and we love, you know, getting up and, well, no, I was going to say we love dancing. Mine doesn't love dancing. <laughs> no. Do you make them dance? I make them dance. Oh, yeah. If I can, yeah. if I can, I will. And when he gets enough drinks on him, we will dance. Mm. But yeah, no, we had a ball. So nice. But your, your positivity, mm. um, does that rub off on him? Ah, or Wayne, come here. Me and Wayne are very different in a lot of ways. Right. Um, I would probably be nearly too positive for Wayne. Right. But he's getting, no, it does rub off on him. Like sometimes he just say things and I'm like, Jesus, you do listen to me. Because he's real like, he'd be a little bit moody. Like, so you're kind of like, oh, shut up, Wayne. <laughs> it's gas because like you really have your your life together and mm. um, with the businesses, mm. with Wayne, your family life as well. And you're only, I, if I can say, you're only 30. Yeah. So you're so young. Well, nearly 30. Nearly 30. 30 in a couple of months. Three months. Three months. And you've achieved so much mm. before you're 30. Yeah. Like, like you're, you've an old kind of soul as yeah. such. And again, do you think that's instilled because you had older siblings? Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I kind of, I do and I, yeah, definitely. Like, they, I think I am, I've always been an old head on young shoulders. Mm. Like in the, in the, in certain areas not my parting mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> um but yeah no I've always been like that but obviously yeah no having like even when I was a child like I would have been more advanced because I used to ask them questions that they told me that maybe they shouldn't have answered right. so I always mm. knew a lot of stuff mm. about stuff and then I was always quite streetwise as well um from a young age which is a good and a bad thing mm. um but it's it serves you well in life because I do think that you know the best skill that you can go to is the skill of life and mm. get out there and experience it but yeah, no, definitely having older people around me. And then my mom and dad, my mom and dad are very, they're very wise. Mm. You know, they're very, and they're very much like, you know, they, they just, they, they even now, like, say, say if I'm like, you know, in bits about something mm. and you ring them, they, they say, they might just say one little phrase. Mm. It just makes everything okay in the world. Cause they're mm. right. Everything, mm. obviously they're, my mom is 70, my dad's 73. They've had five kids. They've lived mm. through loads of different stuff. Mm. Um, they're married since they're like 1920 and you know, when they grew up, they had like, they, all of them were in the one room in a flat and usher's key. They had to share their toilet. They've, they've gone from strength. My mom and dad are hard workers as well. And mm. um, they've always taught me that, you know, like you, you've always, I've always remembered them saying that to me from a young age. You always try and better yourself from your parents as much as you can. So work, do what you have to do. Just better yourself. My dad was always big into, they couldn't go to secondary school. They never done like a junior or a leaving mm. cert. So that was big for them. They were like, get your leaving. I don't care what you do after that. Just get your leaving. So when we like got into the business and stuff like that, like they're not, we're not a very like huggy, touchy feely family, right. but we know they're, they're really proud of us, mm. you know? Mm. Cause even if I say that to them, I'm like, you never tell me that you're proud of us. Look at your three daughters and all. Mm. They're like, of course we're proud of you. We just don't tell you all the time. <laughs> and are you a huggy person? No, no, no. Um, I had little come here. I've gotten a lot better. Mm-hmm. Um, like even like say even with like Wayne's mom, I'd come into her house and they'd hug and kiss each other, and I'd be like, mm-hmm. "What is this? What are right. they doing?" I like freeze. I go floppy when someone tries to hug me. But again, it's something that I've worked on and I've gotten better with. But I'm not a touchy feely person at all. I'm like, get out of my space. The different way we've been brought up, and then mm. you see people change then throughout the years yeah. because we weren't very like you wouldn't my dad would never really tell you that he loved you you know yeah like that. well that's but, uh, it like um, I've even said that to my dad before like my dad is like a typical 
Irish man. Right. <laughs> he's like, and then he's like, of course. And then he says something real cute, like, of course I love you, honey. And then you're like, you kind of melt a little bit, but then you're like, I, I wasn't brought up in a, like, even I feel weird. Even as I said, we're a really close family. I work with my sisters. I talk to them a couple of times a day. I feel weird hugging them. And that's a bit wrong. Mm, yeah. <laughs> like that is a bit wrong. You're kind of like, hmm. Um, but yeah, you don't, we're just not, it's not. And do you think that's going to change obviously through your nieces and nephews? Oh, we know. Come here. We are, and it mm, has already. Mm, we mm. all hug and kiss and I love you and bye. And mm. you know, but even I've noticed with kind of my older nieces and nephews, they're like, don't touch me. But I'm sure they'll come out of that. You know, because they're teenagers. And there's nothing wrong with that. No, there's not. Everyone's entitled to their own Mm. personal space. Um, So moving on from the family, if you weren't to own the business, Mm. what do you think you'd be doing now? I would definitely be in something to do with psychology. Really? Yeah, definitely. You said that about the addiction. Why the addiction and what what was that like? That that's another thing that triggered off panic attacks with me. Mm-hmm. Um, with the addiction studies course, we obviously done we done like um drug addiction, sex addiction, gambling, basically why people get addicted to things, you know, what they do, people's backgrounds, how it affects them, all that sort of thing. Really interesting stuff. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. <laughs> um we had to do I remember we had to do some assignment on it was called Black Tar Heroin. Right. And it was a heroin that looked like black tar and it was in the US and we used to have to watch people injecting and all that sort of thing. Needles then tri- are one of my triggers. So I remember say about six months after that, I was a bit freaked out by needles. I know getting blood in the doctor and waking up on the ground and it's all my like anxiety as well. Actually, I'm after forgetting about a massive thing that's mm. that we my it's just no one I'm thinking yeah, there. I'm yeah, like yeah. um a couple of years ago I had melanoma in my leg. Right. So I had to have I was like at the time I was like, yeah, I'm grand, grand, grand. I had to have two operations on my leg. Um first operation was fine, I had to get a second one because they needed to get take more cells out. Where was on my it? leg? Just at the bottom of my leg. Okay. Um and the second time it came back all clear and it's fine. At the time, I was so busy with everything that I was like, keep going, keep going, keep going. I'm grand, I'm grand, I'm grand. You have to deal with things that are in your head sometimes, mm. you know? And that was another trigger for me with anxiety because I kept getting real panicky about things. Um, then when my auntie passed away from cancer, obviously grief, like alone kind of brings stuff up. But I think it was the cancer and the death thing together. Right. And then I was like, it was bringing up old stuff for me. And then when I went to counseling, then she was like, you just haven't dealt with anything in your head. And then you kind of go through and you're like, you break things down into little bite-sized pieces and you kind of try and, you know, build yourself back up that way. Um, You kind of try and nearly fix your mind and Mm. organize your mind as such. Was your auntie sick for a while? Do you know what? My auntie, she had to get her bladder. Um, she had to get an operation on her bladder in the January and she had to get her womb taken out. And we were saying, ah, it's just a regular operation. Mm. So something went wrong in the operation and basically they, she was, she was starting to bleed and stuff like that. So she was quite sick after that. Um, there was no cancer in her body, but then in the, like she, she, for the couple of months, she was sick. Like, you know, she was mm. very sick. Um, she didn't look herself and, you know, she kind of, she just, yeah, I just, even when I think about it, I'm like, <laughs> mm. you know, um, then in the, it's kind of summertime, um, they said the cancer's back. And then in the September, 20th of September, then she died. 
God. Yeah, but it was only kind of, I think it was about six weeks in between them saying when it came back and, and then she died. And we were quite, I know everyone, I have a lot of aunties. My family is a family of like 14, I think. So yeah. we have a lot of, and then my dad's side as well. So we have a lot of aunties, but you know the way she wasn't an auntie. Mm. She was my mom's best friend and she was very special to all of us. So she was more like a second mom. She was like the more relaxed version of my mom. Really? Like you'd say something to my mom and my mom's kind of like Mrs. Bouquet. She's very uptight and tells mm-hmm. you what to do and da da da. Whereas Mary was much more relaxed. She's like, bros, just leave them alone. Do you know? And you can, you nearly can still hear them saying that in your head mm. when you say it. But yeah, no, that was like massive. Like what was it like for you watching your mom go through that? It was, do you know what? My mom is made of steel. Really? She is made of steel. She's so, she was devastated. She was devastated. She, you know, but she, she always, and I suppose this is probably where I get it from as well. She kind of just says, you know, she gets on with it. She just, she's devastated and she's broken and she'll never be the same again. Um, Such a massive loss. You don't, like, especially for my mom, like you don't recover from that. I think you just learn to, to deal with it. Mm. You learn your new life rather than, you know, you don't never go back to the way you were. Um. But my mum is just, my mum's a woman and a half. <laughs> she really is. Um, do you think what you just said there about dealing with it, do you think she hasn't dealt with it? Hasn't dealt with it? Like, no, she has. Like, she definitely has now. Mm. At straight away, no. But mm. kind of a little while after she had, obviously she's, she's mm. in shock. Mm. Do you know, she's in shock. Um, but she's, you know, she spoke to, she's went to counselling before. Because mm. we all said to her, mum, you need to go talk to someone. Because obviously she has her three girls. Mm. and her two boys I can't mm. have to not mention them <laughs> but she mainly has her three girls but she has no one else to talk to us to talk about us to, do yeah. you know what I mean yeah. like so that's her married best friends they talk about everything all the time whereas she kind of lost her person that you can pick up the phone to mm. you know and that's tough yeah you know your go-to person mm. that you ring mm. she lost that and that's tough and I know she has the three of us and she's well looked after um you know but we I talk to my mom probably at least once a day, probably three times a day some days. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's tough. But she come here, she she has she surrounds herself with her grandchildren mm. and you know, my mom doesn't sit down and fall down a hole. She gets up and gets on with it, you know, she mm. makes herself busy. She's, you know, and she's very she's very close to Mary's daughter and my cousin Laura as well. So she'll always have and her other kids, especially Joseph, um, she'll always have them to talk to and she has mm. a bit of Mary there mm. you know and that's nice and she's definitely I don't know her obviously mm. and um, but I think 100% that's where you get your resilience mm. from you know with yeah. that it's only when I'm talking now I'm like oh maybe that's mm. where I got it from yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely you could see that and then just take back to the needles that you said like having to watch that and mm-hmm. then getting inside how the hell did you then open a skin clinic and deal with all of that I know I know I know I know it's mad, like, and I always say to this, especially people with like microneedling and stuff. Obviously, I do advanced treatments on people, mm. um, and you see blood and you see everything. I, it doesn't bother me. It doesn't. And but needles now, I can watch a needle. You know, on the telly, like yeah. you're watching a film. Yeah. I used to go like this, and I used to go like start my. my yeah. I used to start like nearly like going. <gasps> the breathing would go. The palms would get sweaty. Now, when I watch it, I don't because I kind of just snap myself out of it. I was like, right, because. When I, I don't mean to say snap myself out of it. You have to work at something mm. like that to mm. make a change with it. So I did work at it and I was like, right, why is that my trigger? Mm. What does this mean? Why is it? Because it's not the needle. 
it's the things that go with the needle. So it's the needle, it's the addiction, it's the death. Mm. It always goes back to death with me mm. for some whatever reason. And then I remember saying in counseling before, it goes back to as well me with my leg. At the time, I kind of brushed it under the carpet. And come here, listen, it wasn't a big deal. Mm. Because it wasn't, because all the other people that have all the other things wrong, mm. it was a small. But for me at the time, I think being so young, I was like, Jesus, this can happen to me. Yeah. You know, you're kind of yeah. like, oh, and because I didn't deal with it, you kind of think, right, am I going to die? Mm. Like, I'm like, it's always death with me. It's kind of like, and I'm not, I wouldn't. You be, questioned your mortality. Yeah. Like, you're mm. kind of like, Jesus, like, you can just, like, anything can happen. Like, it was just, it was a scare. Yeah. That's, that's the best way to describe it. It was just a scary, scary scare. <laughs> and a scare for someone can be very, Minimal and yeah. a scare for somebody else. Mm. It's, as you said, it's that person and how yeah. they deal with it. And come here, it's grand. I'm fine. Yeah. I will be fine. <laughs> I am fine. I'm not because I don't, I don't, that's, I don't even like talking about it because other people have such other bigger things mm. going on. Do you know that you don't want to sound real like, I don't know. But for, <laughs> no, but for someone so young yeah. and for that to happen mm. to, and like most people questioned immortality mm. later on in life. Yeah. And if you are questioning that mm. quite young. Yeah. That that is scary, you know. Yeah, what I, mean? I know so, it was, but I just say thank God for counselling. Mm. You know, thank God, like, and that's why I try and stay positive. <laughs> mm. Because I think we do that as well. We we try and validate our feelings or how we feel about a certain thing, and we shouldn't. Yeah, because your 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 feelings are your feelings. Mm, they're and, valid. Yeah, they're mm. you know, and and then that's it as well. I was trying to downplay something that was massive in my mm. head because I was like, oh, but everyone else, I think of everyone else, but. As much as you, you obviously you think of other people, you have to think of yourself as well and deal with your own stuff, mm. do you know? And tell me now, what is um, a day in the life of you pre-COVID? Madness. Right. There's, I wake up in the morning, right? So say I could plan, like have great intentions mm. to do something. Like I could say, right, I'm going to wake up, wake up on a Tuesday, get up early, go for a walk. No, no. Your phone's there. You have a message and you have a phone call. Someone's after ringing in sick, right? That's your problem. You're on the phone then for the next couple of hours. That's you gone. You're gone into the office then. In the office, something then happens. Then you have to deal with that. Then you come home. You're supposed to be home at, say, seven. You don't go home at seven because you're too, like, it's it's just crazy. But come here. You also have days where you might not hear from anyone and it mm. goes really smoothly. No day is the same. But I do live a very hectic life, lifestyle. My days are hectic. Like, don't get me wrong. I still have time to like watch Netflix and stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, I do, I do. I've learned, um, again, in the last while, I have to make time for myself because I can spend, I could spend all the time worrying and doing and, you know, you're constantly thinking ahead. How can you do this? How can you do that? You have to realize that it takes people to run the business. Mm-hmm. And if you're not okay, then the business doesn't run properly. Mm-hmm. Nothing gets done. It was like, we realized that when my auntie Mary passed away. We were like, oh God, because none of us were in any state to do anything. Now, we're so lucky. We have the best girls that um, work alongside us in all the shops. There's like really good teams. Um, like they do, but again, there's stuff in the background that they can't look after that we let slide. Mm-hmm. And we kind of said, right, we need to fix this because obviously we're a family. Things are going to happen throughout. And if we're not around, there has to be some systems in place. So we kind of just put systems in place there. So to be honest with you, I think we're a lot more, I know going back to what you were saying about planning and mm. stuff, the three of us aren't good at planning. Like we're good mm. at planning, but putting it into, you know, A, B, C, D, it mm. doesn't work A, B, C, D. It never mm. works that straightforward, but we have put systems in place now that makes it a little bit easier for us. 
and a little bit easier for everyone because you just want things running smoothly, you know, but my days are mad. (laughs) Do you have a work-life balance? I do sometimes. Okay. I do sometimes. I don't think anyone that runs their own business has a proper work-life balance. Um, I started a while ago. I would maybe start my day an hour later. So I take that hour for myself and I might do a little bit of, I'm really into um, yoga, meditation, mindfulness, um, something silly like having like a, a cup of cacao in the morning and putting on like a, even a 10 minute like meditation track, mm. lighting a candle and just sitting peacefully for 10 minutes, locking myself in my bedroom. And then all of a sudden, like Wayne starts making, so obviously <laughs> Wayne's working from home and stuff. Um, Wayne starts making noise and I'm like, what is your meditate <laughs> yeah, yeah do you know but I just think it's so important like even if you need to if I know people like have young kids and stuff it's hectic if you need to lock yourself in the bathroom for 10 minutes just do it mm. put your earphones in kids are grand <laughs> what makes you happy oh loads of things mm. do you know what I actually think that I used to think that I always needed something to make me happy but I make me happy you know, it's not anyone around me or it's not the way the day is when I wake up. It's me. I make a decision in the morning to say, right, Deborah, are you going to have a good day or a bad day? Because mm. if you're relying on anyone, husband and friends mm. included, mm-hmm. they're not. Everyone just, you have to look after yourself. You know, it's happiness isn't a feeling. It's a choice and it's a perception and that's all it is. So I do think I make me happy. And I know that sounds a bit. Mm. No, <laughs> I, I think you. it's true. Yeah. Yeah. What gets you excited? Like what, other than the business now? Oh, like no business gets me so excited. Yeah. Like I love new projects. <laughs> I'm like, even next year, I'm like, right, this is happening. I have a couple of things in the pipeline that um, will eventually work out. Mm. They'll eventually happen. Um, that gets me really excited. And um, projects, challenges, you know, like other, I like doing stuff for other people. Okay. Um, I like doing, I like making other people, like I like, you know, say surprising someone with a present or, mm. you know, doing things like that. Like, Loads of things excite me. Wine excites me, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's what I'm trying to get. Yeah. What, what other than work? So what I'm trying to ask from you is what little things excite you? Like What little, little things make you happy? Like it could be something really weird. And I know this um, might sound stupid, but I actually, and it's only since I got really into kind of like myself and meditation and mindfulness. So sometimes when I look out the window, I feel happy. Mm. You know, sometimes mm. I'm driving down the road and I see, you know, like you see like someone, like you say, someone walking their child down the road and you just kind of have a little smile and it makes you feel warm on the inside. Music. I love listening to like 90s hip hop, but I then mean. I might turn on like rave music. Then I might listen to like a little bit of classical music, 60s. Music. I love my music. If I'm in a bad humor, I put earphones in and I'm just gone. I'm ha- in my happy place. Leave me, leave Deborah alone in her room with her earphones and she's grand. And what advice would you have for anyone, one, starting a business Mm -hmm. and then two, going through a business now in COVID? Starting a business, I would say you can do anything that you want to do. Anyone can start a business, but just be known that it's going to take a lot of work and a lot of sacrifices. You're not important anymore. The business is. That's it. Because it's not, I think people think there's this, and I find it online with social media now. It's like, oh, boss, boss lady, boss girl, girl boss, whatever. No, there's nothing glamorous about it. You know, mm, it's, mm. it's mental, you know, but it's difficult. Come here. It's, it depends. Some people want to do it and some people don't. And I just think anyone that wants to do it, do it. And it's not another thing to add actually, which is really important. It doesn't matter if something is successful or something fails. 
that doesn't make you successful or a failure. Mm-hmm. You try and you tried and that's why that's, that's it. That's it. Hats off to you. Do you know, it's not, I think people like even myself, I've done certain things that haven't worked out. Do you know, everything hasn't been all like daisies and roses. You know, you do certain things in your life and they don't work out and it kills you because you put all this effort in and work and, you know, and then you're just left with nothing. Then you're like, and you, you do feel like a failure. Don't care what anyone mm. says. You think it's your fault that that didn't work out, but it's not. Some things just don't work out. Anyone in COVID at the moment, I feel you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, keep going, keep your head up, keep rolling with new ideas um, and do what you have to do. Just, you know, just adapt and overcome. Mm-hmm. You have to, because the world is changing. The world is going to keep changing and it's not just with COVID, you know, in the next couple of years, especially there's going to be from COVID, post-COVID, it's going to be a massive shift in careers, in certain, a lot of things are going to close down, but a lot of things will open up. Mm. You know, people are all focused on, oh, there's going to be a recession. Everything's going to close down. No, things are going to close down, but other things will open up. Things will be grand. Things Mm. are going to be okay. Everything's going to be okay. Talk to me about your social media. Right. Social media. Oh, that's a long one. So Mm. I would have gotten really into social media a couple of years ago. I started up um, a blog called Love by Debs. Mm. I would have just been on Facebook at the time. This is when Facebook was like a thing. Mm. It's been a good few years ago now, but I had a good few thousand followers um, and I kind of, I done different events. Um, I had a clothing range. Really? Um, Yeah. On that, I sold on my website. I done loads of different bits with it, but this is before like blogging is the way it is today. It used to be I know. So Sumi was definitely there because she's been there years. Mm. Um, it would have been Joanne Larby and I would have been there as well. Really? Um, and then kind of business. I went down a different route then. Business blogging wasn't like. What do you think of it today? I say hats off. Mm. Hats off to them. People mm. do not know what goes on in the background. They work really hard to do what they do. They might look like they're standing in their mirror or standing outside and posing. They're not. They're after taking ages to get mm. that shot ages mm. and I know people are like oh that's superficial that's a job they're basically an advertising mm. do you know myself I'm going to get a little bit back into it but not the blogging end of it I'm going to do more of a wellness based thing so I'm going to do kind of skincare beauty and wellness so mental health you know I, I think that all that all fits in the one um bracket anyway I think you know if you look good on the outside you feel good on the inside you have to look after your mind obviously your skincare massively into mm. um but yeah I'm going to do something like that but influencers I think people just people see again going back to people see the shiny things mm. they don't see what goes with it they see the car they don't see the loan they don't see the like they don't see the blood sweat and tears that goes into things and I actually think fair play to them they work damn hard and I don't think they get enough credit for that now on the other hand there's a couple of chancers out there mm. Um, but as is life, there's yeah. chances everywhere. It's not about other people's grass, water your own and it'll be so green. Do you know, and you won't even need to look into your neighbor's garden. Nothing in life is easy. There's no such thing as a free meal. Yeah. You know, it's like when people get sent stuff, they still have to do posts to go along with that stuff. And people just think, oh, they just snap one picture and post it. Mm. No, they didn't. They thought about that. They had to, any of the people that are really good at the whole blogging thing and, you know, influencers and stuff like that. They put, like, why do you think big companies have marketing teams? They have, you know, photographers, they mm. have everything. These people that run these pages are doing all of that themselves. Yeah. They are doing that all of that. That is massive work. It takes them so much time. Then you think about the anxiety and the stress that they're under because they have to be the best all the time. Mm. They have to look a certain way all the time. That alone, I'm like, I wouldn't like... 
fair play to you because yeah. that is pressure. And you see a lot, a lot of uh, influencers and they have like kids mm. and you're like, how are you doing this? There's a girl in particular, Lisa Jordan, just Jordan. Yeah. I think she's amazing. I think she's after she has three kids. She looks bloody great. Mm. She runs a company. She has her own makeup range. Like, she's so nice. She's so grounded and she's so honest. And you're just like, do you know what? Fair play to you. It's not her fault that she chose that career and is really good at it. Mm. Do you know, fair play Mm. to her. Why would you want to like begrudge someone? I just, I personally, I'm I'm just, you could tell me that you're after winning 10 million in the Mm. Euro millions. Wouldn't care. Yeah. I don't. I'm not into that. I'm I'm happy. Like I'm genuinely, don't get me wrong. There's a difference between jealousy and envy. Mm. Jealousy is not nice. Mm. Everyone gets a little bit envious. Yeah. Oh, like look, your neighbor got win new windows in. She's mm. so I want them windows. I but know. that's okay. That gives you a drive to yeah. get new windows yourself. Yeah. Whereas yeah. jealousy is a bit, oh, like yeah. it's a bit poison. I'm mm. not into that energy at all. <laughs> so bring it back to um the skincare range. Mm. So just like, what is your one product that you cannot live without skincare, oh, makeup, whatever that may be? I don't have one. Do you I can't know? answer that. No, I have loads. Oh, um, really? Yeah. If you gave me one, I could do like one in each. Um, but it depends what it's for. Like I am a beauty junkie. Really? Absolutely. Like I, like even I just ordered, I got really excited because I got an order from Boots. So I ordered like new body scrub and mm. I love like, I think that's, that's massive self-care as well because Especially lockdown, I know like everyone kind of lets themselves go a little bit and stuff. I love when I do my hair, put my makeup on, mm. you know, and I love being lazy and putting face masks on and hair masks on and all the rest at home. But there's just something, I suppose it's the business I'm in. Mm. Like I, I'm in the business of, of obviously, you know, beauty and skincare, but I'm also in the business of making people feel good. Mm. I have to do that myself sometimes as well. Of know? course. Um, okay. I'm going to try do this. Skincare. Mm-hmm. Um, if I wanted a pick me up straight away, I would go for the image overnight retinol mask because I know if I put that on at night, I wake up in the morning with a fresh face. Okay. Um, tan, I love. Bare by Vogue tan, ultra dark, has to be. Um, makeup wise, there is a product in MAC called, um, it's like a powder. Um, it's called, oh my God, it's called mineralized skin finish. So it's like shimmery. It's actually like it's it's skin, a highlighter. It's skin a highlighter. dimensions one. Is yeah. It? Mm. But it's in gold deposit. So it's actually the shimmer. It's a highlighter for darker skin, but I put it on my cheeks because it gives you a nice glow. I have the upstairs somewhere. Yeah. I never used it. I love it. No, I use it. Yeah, I do. It's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think, yeah. Like come here, I could go on for days with right. products. I could go on for days. I'm like, get this, get this, get this. Yeah. <laughs> and what if you were to do, and this is like just silly question time. If mm. you were to do any face in the world, whose face would you like to get your hands on? And for what reason? Jennifer Lopez. And I'll tell you why. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and this straight away. Me and a couple of my friends were in Vegas and we went to see her, right? Mm. And we were really lucky because we got into the VIP. So we were right up okay. at her, mm. right? JLo touched my hand. That's my claim to fame. Okay. <laughs> I was like, I actually squealed. I went, oh my and her skin up close isn't what it is what you think it is so I would love I was like I was actually when she was went like dancing and stuff I was like oh my god I can do so much with you <laughs> do you find you do that yeah how many people do you employ it's between see this is what I mean see this is this is another thing I've mm. no definites because it changes so much but in between 30 to 35 as a business owner because I know a lot of business owners mm-hmm. and they said that they 
for COVID for them yeah. is so much more difficult because it's not just you. No, because you're thinking about, like, I know probably the girls don't think I think about them. I think about them all the time. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, um, you, you're not just dealing with, like, I'm not dealing with me or my two sisters. It's not just us and it's not just your clients. Your employees and your team are your business. You know, you, 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 and not only you're not dealing, you're not dealing with 30 or 35 people. You're dealing with families. You're dealing with kids. You're dealing with like, we'd know like some of the girls, we'd we know them because we know them a lot longer, a couple of years. We know their partners, their kids, you know, you'd kind of, you. it's just, it's with COVID, you're kind of like, oh God, do you know? Mm. It, but the only thing, and I said it to everyone, we're all in the same Oh, do you know, mm. and we really genuinely are. It's not a case of like, oh, like you're being let go. We're all, mm. we're all being let go. The business is mm. shut down. The business is gone. Like it's, it's terrible. Mm. Like I'm laughing, but it's so, it's so sad. Like I just remember that day being in the house and going, what the F, mm. you know, you're kind of sitting there going, what am I going to do? What is this? Like, is the world ending? Is there a zombie apocalypse mm. coming? Like you <laughs> just didn't know, but from a business point of view, like emotionally very tough, mm. you know, it's, it's like your child, you know, mm. and your, your girls are, are everything like, you know, they, they're the oil that keeps everything moving. But do you know what? We're quite lucky. We have a really, really nice team. Um, they're all quite positive. They're quite supportive and we all just get stuck in and we do a job. We run the business not in a very like you do this you do that mm. we're a team everyone mm. just does their work and goes home and that's mm. a lovely place to be in because I've worked in places where it's been very you know intense mm. and it's very much well I'm the manager and you're the you know mm. no we don't not into that at all so you're a good boss I would like I'm not gonna answer that but I'd like <laughs> to think I'd like to think yeah. someone would say yeah mm. I'm I'm quite easy going mm. I'm easy going until something happens um you know everyone's an adult you know, mm. and I just do my bit. I, we all just have jobs. My yeah. job's just a bit of a different job description. That's all. Mm. That's all it is. Which sister are you afraid of the most? <laughs> um, I don't, I'll tell you why, and I'll, they'll be listening to this. So I'll tread very carefully. <laughs> um, and I'll, I'll mention both of them. So Karen, um, which would be the sister that would be closest to me. So she's eight years in the difference would be more, she has more of a bark. Right. Okay. Then Elaine, the eldest sister, she has more of a bite. So Karen seems scarier, mm. but Elaine is, is, would be. Yeah. Because she's all nicey nice. Karen will just say it to you how it is. And she'd be like, da -da 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 -da, mm. you know, whereas Elaine will be like, oh no, everything's okay. And then all of a sudden out of nowhere, like she bites and you're like, mm. whoa. <laughs> but then I have my moments too. What kind of sisters are they? They're really good sisters. They're very caring. They always have my back. You know, I could ring them and say anything and they would be there two seconds to help, you know. And my brothers are like that as well. We're just not as close. Mm -hmm. <laughs> of course. Yeah. It's, it's we never mention people yeah. are like, even people that I know for years, they're like, what? You mm. have brothers? Yeah. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Boys yeah. are different. Mm. You know, mm. I might not hear from my brother in like a long time. And then, but your sister, I'd obviously at work and stuff. We talk to each other a couple of times a day. I know everything. Like we all know everything that's going on. Right. And that's what my mom likes to say. If something happens, 
um, my mom would ring one sister, the other mm. sister rings the other sister, and my mom would ring me back, and da da da, da mm. and it goes on in a circle. Now that's good and a bad thing mm. as well, because sometimes my mom thinks she's involved in the business too. Right? <laughs> mm-hmm. that, is that tough to navigate? Sometimes you tell her to, yeah, yeah, she knows, mm. she knows, <laughs> now she knows. You just tell her to shut up. You're like, ma'am, yeah, and she stops then because she knows. Because my dad just be like, Rose, just leave the girls alone, let them do their thing. <laughs> no, she's funny. Do you want to take over the world? Yes. Mm. <laughs> I'd love to. I come here. I have my mind, as I said, is so busy. Mm. I have all these ideas, but anyone can have ideas. It's mm. what you put into action. So it's it's what happens next. You can you can try, you can put a few things out on the table, roll your balls out and see what mm. goes where. Everything doesn't work all the time, but you just keep trying, you know. I think my biggest task or challenge will be when I do have kids. Mm. And trying to maintain the lifestyle that I have, busy wise, mm. and obviously have kids as well. I'd say that's going to be tough. But I'm lucky again. I have a really good family around me. Do you know, mm. good people around me. I have absolutely no <laughs> doubt after talking to you that you could take over the world <laughs> um, because I love your attitude. Thanks for sitting down. I could so sit here all day. Don't I know it's brilliant. Doesn't it? <laughs> oh, you're so good. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.